Welcome to the Self-Care Sessions Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole, and my friend, I'm on a mission to help you live a lifestyle you love. I believe that self-care is the key to living your best life. When you're taking great care of yourself first, it allows you to live the life you truly desire. Instead of getting overwhelmed and exhausted and losing yourself in the chaos, to-do list, and negative influences, self-care encourages growth into the best version of yourself. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite soul-soothing beverage, and let's do this. Okay, let's talk about college. Oh boy, I had a lot of fun in college, for sure. I have a lot of really great memories from my college days. I mean, I can't say I'm super proud of all the decisions I made in college, but I can definitely say that I had fun. When you sit back and think about college, though, there are so many aspects that actually play a pretty big role in our personal development and our future. I mean, we're not just learning about math, science, or business. We're learning about who we are as independent human beings. That, in and of itself, is a big deal. It can be exciting and freeing, while at the same time being scary and daunting. We're learning responsibility without the oversight of an adult. There's also a lot of pressure to figure out what the heck you want to do with your career for the rest of your life. So yikes, big decisions and lots of learning and growing. So as most college kids, I had some amazing college experiences and some not so amazing college experiences. And I learned a heck of a lot from both. I learned that electrical engineering was not the right career path for me. Nope, not for me. And as soon as I made the decision to switch majors, I learned what it felt like to follow my heart. I learned that you can technically fail an exam and yet still get a B on it with the curve, which means that I also learned exactly nothing in that class. I learned the value in friendship. All the fun I had in college wouldn't have been nearly as fun without my best bud. And she literally saved my butt during a panic attack, as you'll learn shortly. And that brings me to the topic of this episode. I learned what it felt like to have a panic attack. My second year of college was a little bit rough. It was shortly after 9-11, so there was that stress going on in the world. I had gone through a breakup. I was living in a house with four other girls who were all beautiful human beings, but there's definitely a bit of a stressful dynamic learning how to interact with different personalities. I was taking classes like physics, trigonometry, and organic chemistry, which were particularly difficult and stressful for me because I was not interested in them. The stress level was up there. One night, my friend and I were studying at the engineering library, and when we were done, we packed up our books and started walking home. Nothing major had happened while we were there. From what I can remember, it was like any other study session. As we were walking through the parking lot in the back of the library on our way home, something hit me like a ton of bricks. The weight of my backpack became overwhelming, and that produced an intense amount of pain in my neck and shoulders. My breathing became shallow. I felt discomfort in my chest. My throat felt tight. And although I was young, only 20 at the time, I really truly in that moment thought I was having a heart attack. I was freaking out. My amazing friend, bless her heart, carried my heavy backpack for me because every time I tried to put it back on, the experience intensified. I actually don't even remember how we got there, but we went to the ER and after being evaluated, I was told that my experience was a panic attack. That was both relieving that there wasn't actually something wrong with my heart and also kind of embarrassing. I felt embarrassed. I mean, what is wrong with me that I can't handle stress? that I literally freak out in the back alley of a library after a normal night of studying. Feeling the embarrassment of it was stressful on top of the other life stress. 
Prior to that, I don't recall anxiety ever being an issue for me. I was a happy person. I was blessed to have a loving family, a best friend that's truly an incredible person and made me not feel alone. I felt like I had no reason to be freaking out like that. My time at the ER was kind of a blur, so I can honestly say I can't even remember if the doctor suggested counseling or therapy, but I'm doubtful he did because I think I would have pursued it had it been suggested. So it wasn't something that was even on my radar for how to recover or move forward in making sure it didn't happen again. I felt like I was on my own in figuring out how to make sure it didn't happen again. I've certainly had times in my life since then where I've felt overwhelmed, but thankfully never another panic attack. I learned a lot from going through that experience, but also quite a lot since then when looking back and reflecting on it. I learned that surrounding yourself with family and friends literally gets you through life. I couldn't have gotten through that experience without the love and support of the amazingly beautiful friends in my life. I can also say the same for when my dad passed away. I can't imagine having to have gone through that heartbreaking experience without the love and support of family and friends. Love, connection, and support are the stuff of life. They make impossible situations possible to get through. I learned that self-care is where it's at. Prior to that experience, I was already super interested in things like Ayurveda, essential oils, yoga, and natural health practices, but self-care really helped me get through the rest of that year without another panic attack. I played a CD of relaxing sleep music at night and overall tried to create a really relaxing atmosphere for myself. If you're looking for ways to stop stress from running your life, I've got you covered. When the stress response begins, there are techniques that you can use to tap into your nervous system and shift back towards a more calm and balanced state. I've created a free three-part training to help you with just that. In the training, I share a technique that I believe helped me avert a second panic attack when I felt those panic symptoms start to set in while I was sitting in a lecture hall with 600 of my peers. I know you've heard me talk about the parasympathetic nervous system, specifically in episode three of this podcast. When the parasympathetic nervous system is active, it's associated with feelings of calmness, relaxation, safety, and balance. The vagus nerve is a set of cranial nerves that interfaces with the parasympathetic nervous system to control its activity. If you want to increase that calming parasympathetic activity, you need to focus on activities that stimulate your vagus nerve. So in this three-part training series, I share three different techniques to stimulate or tone your vagus nerve, which helps lead you out of that fight or flight stress response toward that calming, balanced parasympathetic activity. I'll put a link for the free training in the show notes below, or you can find it on the homepage of my website at rejuvenated-living.com. What I've learned in hindsight, looking back on that experience, is that there will always be stressful situations or challenges that we perceive as stressful. So having self-care or stress management techniques and tools is imperative. This is the way we move through life, able to dance with stressful situations and challenges without being overtaken by them, without letting them run our lives. We take the lead by taking care of ourselves, getting help when we need it, and cultivating supportive relationships, especially the one we have with ourselves. Maybe knowing how much those self-care and relaxation practices helped me get through that experience, it's not hard to imagine that I would begin my career in healthcare as a massage therapist, then go on to get my doctorate in chiropractic, 
which is a profession that supports the nervous system, my master's degree in a field that nutritionally and functionally understands and supports stress on the body, pursue 500 hours of yoga and meditation teacher training, and have a business devoted to helping people with self-care and lifestyle improvements directed at helping them handle and manage stress. And it's not just my own life experiences with stress that have influenced my obsession with helping people overcome it. Throughout my wellness career, I saw how much stress impacted the health of my patients and their ability to enjoy life. That was heartbreaking to me. But the way I see it, self-care is the ray of sunshine and the beacon of hope that stress can be remedied. When stressful situations present and when life feels overwhelming, self-care is the way forward that allows us to truly enjoy life instead of being overrun by the chaos and difficulty that is part of life. I shared in my very first episode how a shift in perspective can be incredibly impactful. Looking back on my panic attack now, I see it as the catalyst for change. The following school year, I changed my major, followed my heart, and started down the path towards something that was already part of my soul, a career focused on health and wellness, in which self-care practices and healthy lifestyle principles are at the core. I'll echo one of my favorite quotes that I also shared in my first episode from Dr. Wayne Dyer. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Back in college, it felt like an emotional struggle and I didn't enjoy the experience but I do believe it influenced the next steps I would take for my career. So at this point in my life, I'm grateful for that experience, for that challenge, because it led me here. I'm as much a student now as I was then, and quite honestly, I hope to always be. Stress and challenge are opportunities to be a student because they're opportunities to learn. Learn about ourselves and develop self-awareness. Learn how to grow as a stronger, more resilient and courageous human being and learn how to be honest with and honor ourselves when we need help. So bottom line, if you struggle with stress, just know that self-care and personal development are invaluable in dancing with stress, and I hope you're able to benefit from some of the self-care tips and tools from the episodes in the Self-Care Sessions podcast, as well as find comfort in knowing you're not alone. And secondly, I hope you'll check out my free training on how to stop stress from running your life. I share a tool that helped me avoid future panic attacks, as well as other tools to help shift your nervous system out of that fight or flight stress response back towards a more balanced and calm state. As always, I'm grateful you're here. I appreciate you listening and I hope you found this helpful. If you haven't yet, I'd also be incredibly grateful if you would rate and review this podcast so that I can reach more people who need a little self-care love. Thank you, friend. I'll look forward to talking with you soon.